Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio! This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn. He had this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that doc, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Holly. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Morris. It's uh, June 1st out this motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, I, I got a bunch of topics to get into tonight. I guess, you know, let's just go right off the fucking bat with this, um, you know, breaking news today. Um, and I'm going to speak as, I guess, I don't even want to use the word sensitive, uh, respectfully uh, as possible as far as this topic goes because um news came across today that in an apparent murder suicide rock and rebel and his wife are both dead now the reason i say i just want to be a little bit careful about this because there's a little bit of conflicting um reports as far as which way it went the majority of the reports are insinuating that a rock and rebel killed his wife and himself. Um, the other side of things would obviously be where his wife killed him and then herself. So um, I clearly can't go too crazy, you know, 
saying he, he's this and he's this because, I, you know, God forbid it went the other way around and, and then, you know, clearly it uh, would sound crazy. Um, what I can say is as far as there being the, the, the good, very good to great possibility that he did murder his wife and then kill himself under the um the guise of that or under the speculation of that for people to be going out and making these kind of tributes and shit like this and we lost a great man and all this well that shit should fucking take just as big of a, a step back as anybody saying anything negative you know what I mean? Because if you come out of fucking, yo, he was a great man, he was a great man, and meanwhile you just murdered his wife, um, that's that's some old bullshit right there. You know, um, I don't think uh, being respectful to the family is, is putting the fucking guy over. You know, when when everybody's posting the pictures that you know them with rebel or you know saying how they they feel this way or that way about uh you know their time with them or. Doing some form of tribute seems wild as hell if the case is where he he fucking killed his wife and it, the the sad thing is and I don't know this dude you know on on a personal level like that or even know really specifics about his family but his kids I I've heard that he had twins um, again I could be wrong about any one of these pieces of information because I I don't know uh, you know any hard evidence to any of this. But um, from what I heard, he had twins that were around my twins age, eight years old. Um, and I, I can't imagine kids, especially that age, because, you know, one of my first thoughts was, you know, how old are his kids? Because I mean, if his kids are older, because I mean, rebel was no young dude. So if his kids were older, at least adults, you know, it doesn't make it okay by any standard, but at least those are adults coping with a tragedy you know um for an eight-year-old to wrap around why they don't uh, their head around why they don't have parents anymore is is another level of fucking tragedy as far as i'm concerned so this is a terrible terrible situation um you know there's people uh the dude mitch uh you know he, he was white white knighting all over his fucking Facebook trying to call people out about, uh, yo, how dare you? Uh, what if the family found out about this on Facebook? Well, that, that's crazy as fuck. First off, um, you know, the reports said that family found the fucking bodies and met police in the driveway and, and this and this. And, um, you know, they, they had to deal with that shit that way. Um, the other thing is, is look, I, it's, if anyone's responsibility to protect the family, if it was anybody's responsibility to protect the family, it's, it's the motherfucker that killed their spouse and left the kids without a fucking, without parents. That's whose fucking responsibility is to protect the sensitivities of the fucking family. You know, as far as me, look, man, I'm always going to speak my fucking opinion. First off, I'm not even friends with uh, Rock and Rebel, let alone any of his fucking family members. So it'd be real wild for him to find out through my fucking Facebook because you know how the fuck would you even find that um and really I didn't make any grand fucking statements about it um but you know it's just uh 
and I really don't feel the same way that a lot of people do about suicide, that it's selfish, it's cowardly or any things like that. You know, some people deal with some real deep mental issues and some people can't get out of their own head. And um, on some levels, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to end your own fucking life, to shut that motherfucking switch off. To know you ain't coming back and turn that shit off. Yeah, you hurt a lot of other people. And I guess for that reason, a lot of people call it selfish. But to have the amount of courage to go like, ain't no coming back from this and turn them motherfucking lights off for good. I don't know about cowardly, man. That's uh, that's a brave statement for people who don't have the type of mental trouble to make. Um, now, when when people take another person with them, that that's when we can start talking about fucking disgusting and... And cowardly and all of that type of shit. Because you couldn't manage life to that that extent. And then you had to take somebody else with you. Now that that's that's where the problem lies as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. In a perfect world, you know, hey, nobody kills himself. No one kills each other. And everybody lives happily. But that that's not fucking reality at all. Um, some people do have some really deep mental issues. And um, yeah, I, some people get through that shit and some people don't. Same shit goes for addiction. Some people get through it and some people don't. You know, to to um, attack those people and and um, you know, say that it's weak or this and that. I mean, that that's one way to go, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, so yeah, but it, it it's a little wild, you know, on both ends of things, you know, from the uh, again, I mean, if if the facts come out and that's that's what he did then fucking by all means then then he's everything that everybody's saying negatively about him because that that's fucking disgusting and then on the other side of things that you know the tributes are fucking wild if if that's legitimately what he did so again you know i'm kind of just walking a little bit of circles around it because it's difficult if the facts aren't out I can come out here and call him a scumbag and an asshole and all of this shit for killing his wife. And if it comes out that she killed him, then what kind of, you know, what the fuck I look like? You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, is, uh, like I said, these people, they want to white knight and tell people what they should and shouldn't say on Facebook and be sensitive to this and that. And look, that's not my, this dude told me, uh, you call yourself a professional, act like it. Well, I got news for you. I, I ain't never called myself a professional as far as this shit goes, as far as anything I do on the fucking Facebook goes. I never call myself professional. Um, I work with cats, and in, in that aspect, I call myself professional. But as far as anything I do on Facebook, talking shit about wrestling and basketball and football and all of this type of shit, that's the reason I have two Facebooks. You know, my other Facebook is my work Facebook, and I, I'm not yelling that the Eagles are cunts on that fucking Facebook. I'm posting just fucking cat pictures and sharing my, you know, um, work-related stuff and, and everything like that. You know, I try to keep the two separate because it's, um, you know, this Facebook is for entertainment. This Facebook is for, uh, you know, fucking around and talking shit and all of that type of thing. You know, just just loose and free and shit, which is not honestly the way that you should conduct yourself in a workplace. So, I, you know, I keep them separate for that reason. It's, it's nothing even being ashamed of this way or that way. But it's like, you know, you keep you keep things in the right places as far as the way that I see things. So, um, no, I don't I don't call myself a professional at all when it comes to this shit. Um, so that's that. Um, let's talk about. 
Um, the Cavs and Warriors. Let's talk about that shit. All right? Now, here's the thing. And I want to be real, real clear about this because I, there's such a reoccurring trend about this LeBron hate. And I, I can't even, I can't even quantify or put into perfect terms how I feel about it because it's, it's, it's fucking, all right, let me, let me first explain to you my, uh, basketball fandom as it were. Um, you know, on the football side of things, I'm a diehard Niner fan beginning to end always Niner fan. Um, no matter what. As far as basketball goes, I became a Shaq fan. Became a Shaq fan when he came up with the Orlando Magic. For that period of time, I was an Orlando Magic fan. Uh, when Shaq moved from the Orlando Magic, I, I didn't have, I didn't have that strong feeling about the Magic. My feeling was still towards Shaq and my fandom towards him. So I went with him. Um. You know, I, I, I followed Shaq through his whole career. I was a Laker fan. I was a Heat fan. I was a Phoenix Sun fan. Uh, towards the end, look, you know, I, I didn't really go too too heavy with a... I, look, I got a, I got a Celtics jersey, but I was never really a Celtics fan. I always, you know, wished him the best and all of that shit, but um, I didn't exactly, you know, become like a, a, a Celtics fan. Um, you know, once he he was over there with Cleveland, you know, it definitely, uh, brought my eyes over there to, you know, what Braun was doing, but obviously towards the tail end of Shaq's career, um, you know, wasn't, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't my team. So my decision was that at least my initial decision was that when Shaq retires, I'm going to pick one of the squads he was with and I'm going to stick with him. And, um, my my thought process kind of went like this and you know um kind of kind of loose because the lakers look uh when i was a laker fan you know with Shaq, um fuck man those games started like 10:30 at night like all the fucking games cuz it's west coast so all the fucking games started like 10:30 at night man i got to work in the morning that shit was rough so Without having a specific player that I was tying myself to, I, I just didn't feel real fucking good about, um, okay, we'll go back to being a Laker fan because of that. Number one. Number two, like, I'm not a huge fan of the color yellow or purple. And, uh, you know, rock a lot of yellow and purple when you're a Laker fan. And, uh, look, I got Laker jerseys and, uh, you know, some shit like this. But it wasn't wasn't where I wanted to head back. Um, there was obviously too, you know, bitterness as far as Kobe went because they didn't get along. They pieced up down the road and they became friends and all of that shit afterwards. But, you know, Kobe was in the wrong. Kobe forced Shaq out of fucking LA. Uh, that, I mean, they, they would have turned more championships if they could keep, keep that fucking connection. If they could have kept that fucking family together, it would have been more rings there. Cause as soon as Shaq left, boom, caught a ring with Miami, you know? So, my decision was Miami was going to be my team because, first off, the East Coast time, second off, the color scheme. Um, I also was a big fan of Dwayne Wade, who was still in the game. Um, when the decision happened, and I was a LeBron fan, you know, with him in Cleveland from the start was like, man, this fucking guy is, is incredible. 
So I would watch LeBron a lot. And uh, when he came over to fucking Miami, I mean, I was in my glory. Because this was the best player in the league joining the Miami Heat alongside of my guy, D-Wade. So um, a lot of times, too, my basketball season would start following the NFL season. That's usually how I watched basketball was, you know, once the NFL season was over, then I would start picking up on that. I wasn't trying to watch two sports at once and follow it. Now, basketball season's long as shit. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, every season, the Knicks fans will talk shit about beating the best team in the league. <laughs> Come playoff time, they, they don't exist. Like, every fucking year, you see Knicks fans running around yelling Knicks tape, this and that. And by the time the fucking playoffs is on, the DJ don't have that Knicks tape to play it no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that Knicks tape is is broken uh, the fucking tape came out of the fucking casing, stuck into the radio and shit. Like, that next tape is broke. Uh, ain't nobody listening to that shit come playoff time. So, uh, anyway, the past couple years have been kind of rough, obviously, in the football season for me. So much so that, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I just lost my fucking interest as far as uh, basketball went. Where I was just like, I don't even give a fuck. And then I'd pop up come playoff time and watch some shit and root for some shit. But more times than not, it became me rooting for LeBron James more so than the Miami Heat. I'm still a Miami Heat fan, but in the same token, I obviously LeBron is going to be the guy who's still playing with Miami Heat or at home. So um, I've become Shaq. You know, Shaq was my guy back when I was younger, and LeBron has become my guy as as an older fan. And um, I'm just. You know, watching this fucking dude play is, is something else. Um, nobody has been allowed to fucking give this guy his his career. I mean, they're allowed to. They just choose not to. And they choose to harp on a guy who, who fucking retired from the NBA 15 years ago. Now, you can do this comparison until you're blue in the fucking face. But honestly, I don't like the color blue. And you motherfuckers are getting on my nerves. Getting on my nerves is such an understatement because I'm telling you, and I'm being 100% honest. I'm not even, like, exaggerating or anything. The people who cannot stop hating on LeBron, I genuinely do not like you. Like, there's a handful of y'all, and, and I don't really like you. Like, it really turns me off as a person. It makes me, like, really just not like you. Because it's like, you know, you can root for a guy, you can root against the guy, but, like, it's such a dedicated hatred for a guy who's really never done anything wrong. Really never done any fucking thing wrong. The, the decision, like, come on, man. Let's go over this one last time. I don't want, and then I'm going to try to get off this shit as soon as possible because it's going long. But, um, the, the guy was and is the most talented player in the NBA. It came to a crossroads where he was to make a decision on where he was going to play basketball. All eyes were on that decision. There wasn't basketball fans who were like, I don't care where he goes. That that wasn't a fucking thing. You could talk that shit. You could say that shit all you want. But when the most talented basketball player in the entire NBA is deciding where he's going to go fucking play basketball, and you, at the time, kind of had a situation like a Barry Sanders situation. Like, is he going to stay in fucking Cleveland and never win shit? Or is he going to go fucking find somewhere to be and, and win some shit? And you go look at the fucking teams that have been built. The, the Celtics, look at the fucking squad they built. They built a fucking super team over there. Before that shit. Even the Lakers. The Lakers going out and getting fucking Shaq. 
and Kobe, and you know, bringing the Kobe up, and then and adding a look what the fuck they did. They try to add Carl Malone and Gary Payton towards the end of their fucking career, pile on and get an All Star team. I mean, the shit looked like the fucking dream team. So to blame LeBron when he decided, like, all right, D Wade's already there. They click up with Bosch, like he's looking for a place to try to go fucking win too. And they click up and they're like, yo, let, let's try to get this fucking shit together and, and, and go win some fucking titles. So he makes the decision to go to Miami. Everybody got mad as fuck. Like, it, the, the league's unfair now because, because of what they just did. Well, I mean, the Dallas Mavericks beat them fucking first year out. So that kind of disproved that. The, the You know, the team is just, you know... Uh, this super team is unstoppable. Who the fuck's going to be able to play with him now? Well, well, the Dallas Mavericks were able to play with him. And, and you look, I mean, that takes a year to fucking catch some chemistry and this and that. And then second year out, they went and got it. And, and you know, people got mad at the special, but when you could, t- when you're talking about the special, first off, the money he was paid for the special, he donated to charity. So first off, you can't even get mad at him as far as greed or any kind of shit like that, as far as making money, because he didn't make fucking money. He gave the fucking money to charity. The dude is an extremely charitable dude. That's the other thing that, like, people shit on him and, oh, he's fucking, I hate that guy. Oh, you hate that? I mean, what, 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 what are you hating him for? I don't really understand. Like, like, which one of your girlfriends left you for LeBron? You know what I mean? Like, the shit is crazy. The shit is real crazy. Like, when did he cut you off in traffic? So, there, there's the thing about the money there, right? The other thing is, as far as, like, are you guys really holding fucking TV time that sacred? When Honey Boo Boo got, like, fucking three seasons on fucking television? When, 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 you know what I mean? Like, Jersey Shore is going the fuck on. When these motherfuckers are getting turned into fucking millionaires, you're really worried about the most fucking talented basketball player in the entire fucking NBA having a one-hour special. That hurts your fucking feelings. Get over it, man. Y'all, y'all act like fucking clowns. I've seen the shit turn to the extent where, you know, they start talking about people who support LeBron and are LeBron fans. Like, dude, look how fucking talented he is. Why would he not have fans? And they start talking about them like they're homos and shit. Like, oh, you guys get off of Bron's dick. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't think the most talented fucking player in the NBA should have fans? That becomes like a homosexual act to follow that motherfucker. I think it's gayer to be that hating on that dude that fucking hard. And then as far as like flopping and that type of shit, acting um, has become part of the fucking game. That's not something LeBron invented by any stretch of the imagination. Let's also not get it fucked up when we're talking about all, you know, uh, uh, back in the day, these scrappy players and they're this and that, he would have never been able to hang. He is playing in the league that he is in. He is playing to the strengths of the fucking league. The, the, the rules of the league cater to that type of thing. The league is sensitive to contact. It's not just LeBron. It's, he is playing to the league that is fucking sensitive towards contact. So when you act in that manner, then the calls will start to fucking go in your way. That's that's part of playing the game these days. If you really think that fucking beast wouldn't fucking manhandle motherfuckers back then, 
playing in a league where fouls were just allowed to, to go. Motherfuckers were allowed to scrap. If you really think that that dude, as athletically talented as he is, as big as he is, that he would just be soft and motherfuckers would throw him around, then, then you're really delusional. You're crazy as fuck if you think that dude, as athletically fucking gifted as that dude is, like he's not a small dude. You think he's just going to get owned because that's the way he used to be. He's playing to the rules of the league, just like every fucking body else does. So, again, I'm not really sure what makes you so mad about him, but it, it, it's irritating to see people so driven on hating a dude just, just for being. He's the Tom Brady of the, uh, of the NBA. The only thing is there's no controversy surrounding LeBron. You know, uh, Tom Brady is tremendously talented, you know, but there's, you know, the spy gate to this, they, you know, and I, and I, I never subscribe to that type of shit as saying like, yo, he's a fucking fraud. But I'm saying like, there are a few things that you, you know, people have to point at and go, well, there's this and there's this. Well, LeBron, there's nothing. There's just a talented motherfucker. Like this dude brought this fucking team to the finals. that has no business being in the fucking finals. And if it wasn't for J.R. Smith down the end of that fucking game, they would have won that fucking game against the Golden State Warriors in the Golden State Warriors fucking house. Shit got out of control in fucking overtime. Yeah, I mean, and then the Golden State Warriors fucking won. Clearly, top to bottom, that Golden State Warriors team is better. I mean, they clearly. I mean, anyone could see that. Of course, LeBron's carrying that team. What kind of fucking statement would it be to be, oh, you know, this team's nothing without... Of course. What are we talking about? And then, you know, as far as... Uh, you know, again, I don't want to do the comparisons. But remember all those titles that Jordan won with the fucking Wizards? Oh, no, that's that's right. That Those years just about didn't count. And as far as all the comparisons, let's just put it... Uh, the last thing I'm going to say about any of it is... At, Jordan, at, at LeBron's current age... Jordan had the same amount of titles as LeBron had. Period. Let the man finish his motherfucking career and then talk. That's it. So, um, go Cavs, man. Obviously, I'm rooting for the fucking Cavs. Yeah, I'm not saying you got to root for the Cavs or you're a dickhead, but if you are that fucking driven on hating this dude for the sake of hating this dude, you irritate me as a human being. Like, it's just... And, and, and it's one thing if you just really don't like the dude because he keeps beating your fucking team. I mean, that's, I guess, nature of the beast, you know? I mean, I, I'd be pissed off, too, you know? If I was if I was a Jets or a Dolphins or a Bills fan, I'd hate fucking Tom Brady because, fuck, man, he's dominating in my division and shit. But I can't, I can't hate on the dude from being a Niner fan, you know? So I, I can't really sympathize as far as, you know, hating because he just keeps smashing my team, but... Um, yeah, the, the hate is weird. It, it's gotten to the point where it's fucking awkward. It, it's, it's so fucking crazy. It's like y'all, y'all are in love with the hate far more than anybody's even a fan of it. I mean, you know, I mean, it makes sense to be a fucking fan of him. To me, it doesn't make sense to hate him that much. It really doesn't. I mean, you look at the performance you just put down fucking last night. So Sunday Sunday we back on. Um and then we go from there. Let me see now. Um All right. Let's let's get into this uh this other topic that I feel is uh 
Very sensitive. Roseanne dropped by ABC, I believe. Um, let me let me double check on that because I said CBS because I really don't give a fuck. But uh, ABC, okay. Roseanne was dropped by ABC because she uh, made a Twitter joke, and I'm paraphrasing because I didn't really look it up. But uh, the joke was something along the lines that. Someone who I believe is a black woman, uh, she said, uh, she's like Planet of the Apes and a Muslim Brotherhood had a baby. Which, by all counts, is a horrible joke. Horrible joke. Structurally, um, there's no real punchline to it. Um, Now, again, like, we'll get into all, all sorts of sides of this, but... To say it's like Planet of the Apes had a baby, that's that's a movie. That's not that's not a person. If you said Caesar from Planet of the Apes, and then you pick someone from the Muslim Brotherhood, and you said it's like this one and that one had a baby, well, at least structurally, we're heading in the right direction as far as a joke goes for you to be saying this and this equals that. Yeah, I mean? So structurally, it's garbage to begin with. Now, as far as Roseanne goes, I've always thought she was trash. Always. I've never saw any humor in her. I believe I even said on the show when they, they launched the fucking the return. Like, what, what the fuck are y'all so hyped about? I mean, I've Sunday mornings uh, or I, I believe it's Sunday mornings because it's really only morning. I'm, I'm home for a long time. Otherwise, I'm watching a half hour of the news and trying to get up and then going to fucking work. Um you know, the TV will be on whatever channel and, uh, you know, TV land or some shit on and I'm watching King of Queens at night or something like that. And, uh, when I wake up in the morning, they got like a fucking Roseanne, uh, marathon. So, uh, you know, I'll catch longer than I want to before I find the fucking remote and get myself up, make coffee, breakfast, the whole thing. And you can just hear like the laugh track is laughing in times where I'm trying to find a joke. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? What is so funny? Where's the popularity? And I've heard shit like, oh, well, you know, they were a normal family and they were down and out and uh, I related to that. It's like, well, I understand, like, the part where you're saying the um, level of wealth or poverty or whatever you want to call it that they had, you can relate to. I understand that completely. Me too. But I like, like, Married with Children had tremendous comedy following that we don't have shit mentality. You know what I mean? This was just some old, like, trying to kind of teach life lessons, but, like, in a real just, like, white, trashy, like, shitty, not funny fucking way to me. That's the way I always saw it. You know, and then she tried for the shock value shit when she, um, she went out there and sang the national anthem, like, just screaming the national anthem, which to me is funny because now, like, down the road we're talking about she's a huge Trump supporter. Um, Trump is so mad about the NFL and the shit going on with, with Colin Kaepernick and everybody else that he's calling them scumbags or whatever the fuck he calls son of a bitches. <laughs> and, um, he, uh, he wants some fire and all of this stuff. But meanwhile, like she was like original distant anthem chick. She went out there and sang it fucked up like on purpose. <laughs> so it's, it's a real weird, like irony about the whole thing as far as the anthem shit goes. Now, as far as this thing is, like I said, she made a structurally horrible fucking joke. 
But the the thing I have a problem with, and I don't have a problem with her being canceled because I, her show's trash. I don't want people to succeed that I don't like. That's that's how I feel. You can call that hating. You can call that wrong. Why why do you know? I give a I don't give a fuck. If I don't like you, I don't want you to succeed. That that's just the way I fucking feel. Uh, and I don't need you to like my stance on that either. Um, that that goes into wrestling. That goes into any, any walk of life. If I don't like you, I, don't, I really don't want you to succeed. So um. But the thing I don't like is this fucking, this, this march that times have changed and you can't say this and you can't say that and that's not acceptable and people need to stop with the racism and then, all right, here's, there's where I have a problem. See, it's turned in the direction of the sensitivity leaning towards the statement that comedy is no longer allowed back way back. Now I I know, look again, different time. Uh, Fred Sanford told fucking Ann Esther, I'll stick your face in some dough, make gorilla cookies. You know, I mean, now that shit to me is funny. He, he was, I know he's a black guy, but he was calling another black person, a gorilla. To me, it was fun. In the the context it was put, that was a funny joke. Okay? But to say that now times have changed and you can't say that now, that's really offensive now. No, that's still a funny joke. Um, I mean, this is the thing. This is what it becomes. And the thing to me is also... um, when we talk about equality, I don't think equality means I can say this and you can't say that. That to me is not equality. That's separation. And to me, it's racism in itself. If, if, uh, like here's a, here's a, for instance, um, back at the comedy store, I believe it's a comedy store, a comedy seller. Uh, Patrice O'Neill is sitting there and the comedians always usually just bust on each other, right? Patrice O'Neill comes in there and Nick DiPaolo sitting at the table. You know, they're friends. Sits down and he goes, uh, he knows uh, Patrice went in for a physical. So Nick says, uh, how's your physical? And, you know, and, <laughs> you know, he said shit in like an insulting manner. He ask how your doctor's appointment went, but it still sounded shitty. You know, how was your physical? <laughs> You know, like he's looking for something. So Patrice goes, man, I got seven out of nine things to kill niggas. Flinching. Nick goes, is one of them a handgun? You know, that, and now look, that shit is fucking funny. That's a white guy and a black guy joking, and and you're taking shots at each other, and, and there's not an issue. To decide that now... That's not that's not acceptable anymore. No, we can't do that anymore. You're removing comedy. I think equality means we could all fuck with each other. We could all joke with each other. We could all fuck with each other. Everybody. Gay, straight, black, white. Regardless of what it is, we could bust on each other. On our looks. On, on, our, on everything. Every fucking thing. Um, see, the thing is, and, and there's a huge double standard. See, I don't get offended by any of this shit. I take notice. I take notice to things, but I don't, I don't get offended by them. 
I'll tell you if I didn't like the joke, but I'm not riled up and offended. For instance, Chris Rock. Chris Rock on his last special tambourine started out, and this shit to me was bullshit. I, I didn't fucking like it. Again, I will, I'll watch the next fucking Chris Rock special that comes out, and I hope it's better than this one. I thought it, was a, it wasn't a great special. Um, part of it was, I mean, he set the tone, and he was trying to make his you know, political statements. And he said the words, I want more white kids to die. I want their parents to cry. I, like, this, this is the shit that he was saying. Now, again, if you flip the tables, God forbid, a white comic said that shit about black kids. It wasn't funny when he said it. It wouldn't be funny when a white guy said it. That's not a joke. That should fall on, on deaf ears. That, that right there should land in a negative way on everybody. That, that should be offensive to, towards black people, towards white people, towards everybody. Um, if, if somebody says something that's just straight out hurtful, like that, there was no punchline to that. That's just what he was putting out there. And then, you know, he segued over in, into, you know, comedic bits and shit. But that that by itself was his statement. That wasn't that wasn't really comedy to me. It was it was kind of bullshit. But you can't you can't say that that's okay. But then it's not okay if, if you know white comic says this. Um, black comedians have have repeatedly used white people and and making fun of their voices and how they act and walk and dance and this and that and they've used that as as a target of of comedy of comedy. I don't, I don't see that as a problem. I don't see that as a problem at all. And, and I don't think it's, it's a problem to do things in the other way. Artie Lang had a bit uh, years ago where um, there was that situation where the chimpanzee had ripped the woman's face off. She had it as a pet or whatever, and she had a friend over and fucking this thing attacked, ripped her fucking face off. And Artie goes on stage, and it was also... Around the time, you're going to know where I'm going once I say this. Around the time where the Chris Brown Rihanna thing happened. And he went on stage and he said, oh, man, look, I, you know, I'm sorry, guys, if I'm a little shocked, you know, coming out here because I just watched the news and I, I saw that chimpanzee ripped that, uh, just, just attack that woman's face. And, and I, I just don't know what to say. And he paused and he said, Rihanna didn't deserve that. And again, I think that's a well-crafted joke. I think that's funny. He's calling a black man a chimpanzee. And I think the way that the, the, the joke is crafted, it's funny. He's poking fun at a bad situation, but that's what comedians do. How many comedians have rape jokes? How many comedians make jokes belittling women and saying, you know, things about them being in the kitchen or, or things in that? I mean, they if you go down the line on topics of comedians and go at like the, the women's rights groups, Oh, you'll, you'll take all the women jokes off the board. Um, you, you can, you know, get the pro abortion people take a whole shitload of jokes off the board. You can put the anti abortion people and take a whole lot of jokes off the board. You can go at each racial group and, and they're, um, and they're, you know, they're different, you know, the foundations and, and groups and, and activists, and you can take all of that shit off the board. Little by little, you're chipping away at comedy so that nothing more exists. 
if you bomb with a joke, if the joke is just shitty, and again, like, look, if you didn't think the shit that I said is funny, I'm not a fucking comedian. So me repeating some shit that a comedian said, believe me, is not as, as, as well done as a fucking comedian does it. And you don't have to think things are funny. You're not forced to think anything is funny. And if a joke completely bombs and there's dead silence in the fucking crowd, then you're, you're left to deal with the consequences of, of people thinking, like, maybe, he think, maybe he's serious. That wasn't even really funny. Like, Chris Rock shit should have fell flat. And should have had people going like, what, does he want white kids to die? Does, is that how he feels? Like when Roseanne says some old wild shit and it, and it falls flat because it has no structure or anything, you have to go like, does she really think that black people are monkeys? Like, what kind of shit is this? You know, where mean, meanwhile, obviously Artie's joke was a play on the two situations and had people thinking it was one and pulled a swerve and, you know, oh, he's talking about, the, oh, that shit's offensive. You know, and, and that's it, it hits the way it was supposed to. Um, if you look at the greatest comedians of all time, we're talking about Eddie Murphy. We're talking about um, Richard Pryor. We're talking about um, uh, George Carlin. I mean, uh, fucking Sam Kinison. Andrew Dice Clay. I mean, these are some people that I'm naming as, as, as top comedians, top comedians ever. You look at their material and, and you do some of their bits. I mean, Eddie Murphy started his fucking special saying, I'm going to keep walking back and forth so you faggots can't look at my ass. But um, times have changed. Can't say that anymore. So we're just going to chip away at his fucking routine until you cannot do it. Until until it just doesn't exist anymore. You know, he's talking about, uh, you know, Ralph Cramden, fucking uh, Norton and shit. Hey, oh, can't do that. That's offensive, you know, to gay people, man. Look at these. I mean, this is what I mean. Like, you can go down the line and you can look at all the different things that Carlin said. I mean, Dice, forget it. Dice wouldn't fucking exist ever. The women's rights people would have you gone. It's... To say that things are just, oh, we've moved forward, we've evolved. We're saying that we've evolved beyond comedy. And comedy is no longer allowed. Because I see a lot of people that like, quote-unquote, offensive comedy. Well, let's say, quote-unquote, like. Because they only like it as far as it caters to to what doesn't bother them. And as soon as something hits that that area they don't like, now it's gone too far. Well, what's too far? What's... Is it based on the topic? Because, like, you're fine with the rape jokes, but, I mean, maybe if you were a rape victim, that would be your sensitive subject. You know, it's if the race topic is bothering you, but, you know, the, the, you know, the this joke or that joke, maybe that, that, you know, it's, the sensitivity has gotten too fucking crazy. If it's not your type of comedy, it's not your type of comedy. If the joke falls flat, the joke falls flat. But the part where we're trying to decide that nothing is allowed anymore because we've evolved beyond that, I, I don't agree with that at all. I just don't. I don't agree with separation as far as uh, language and this is said and that is said. Like I said, I, you know, I don't make a point to run around saying it all the time and this and that. But like, you know, when I used to hang out with all my dudes up north, it was, yo, and, I go, and it didn't matter if you were white, black, anything else. That's just how we fucking talk to each other. And it was black people talking to white people, white people talking to black people. This was just, a, and there was clearly no bad intent. 
clearly, if you go walk into a group of people you don't know and start yelling that shit, there's going to be a problem. There's a difference between someone saying that within context with no harm intended or to say like, oh, white people can't repeat a rap song without it being a get the fuck out of here. Of course, yeah. If you go into a fucking area where people are just looking to fuck white people up and start saying that shit, well, then, then I guess that's, that's the fucking, that's, that's what happens. But, again, like, for you to write a song and, and, and rap a song and, and be into a song that's got the word all over it, you're really not offended by it. To say that it's now offensive if the white guy says the song that you were completely down with a minute ago, well, now you're, that's racist towards white people. The, the, the white guy that bought the fucking record and is supporting the fucking the artist is not racist. The guy that wants to beat him up for fucking reciting the fucking lyrics that you were down with 10 minutes ago, that's fucking racist. Yeah, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, you can't play both sides of shit and, and, and scream equality if you're not down for fucking equality. I, I, you know, I, I was born in 1978. I didn't live in slave times, and y'all didn't live in fucking slave times. Sure, ancestors, this and that. I, look, and, and I don't mean this in an offensive manner, but I don't give a fuck about history. I don't give a fuck about good history. I don't give a fuck about bad history. I don't give a fuck about my heritage as far as like, yo, like I got, um, uh, Italian, Czechoslovakian. I think I got like Welsh in me and this, I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I, I don't care about, um, uh, the history of, of Czechoslovakia or, or any of that. Like, I don't, I don't have any of that, that, um, that, that pride of ancestry or any, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I, I'm going to be alive. I mean, fucking, I don't know, 80 years, 80s, 80s, pretty solid. You know, I, I, you would like to hit a hundred or something, but I mean, who the fuck's banking on that? So for this clip that I'm alive, am I really going to live in the fucking past and be mad about shit that didn't happen while I was here? I mean, shit, you can't deny that shit happened. All, all sorts of shit happened. I, I can't base my fucking feelings on any of that shit, man. Uh, our, our fucking clock is only ticking for so long. If I if I spend that shit being mad about some shit that happened before me, fuck man, I'm wasting my goddamn time. You know, I, I'm not gonna spend any time fucking hating a person for their color, for their religion, uh, for any of that shit, holding people down, or I'm I'm not gonna run around beating people up because they're you know they're gay or some shit like this. I speak my opinion on whatever the fuck, but it, I only have. So long to fucking live, and so do you. I don't owe a motherfucker shit for slavery. I don't owe nobody shit for slavery. So, if, they, if they, that, that's what y'all waiting on, it's going to be a long fucking wait at the mailbox for that check, because it ain't fucking happening. Um, terrible things happened in the past. Terrible things. You know, from slavery to, to the Holocaust. Terrible things happened. I... I had no control over any of those situations and um I, I don't I don't need to act in a certain manner following the actions of other people. Um the like I said, the the so called evolution where we're beyond that and you can't say this and you can't do that. I mean there's a certain way of being kind to people, there's a certain way of um acting and um living in society and not being, you know, a burden to other people. I, you know, 
I'm the type of person I try not to fucking cut people off when I'm walking. I, I try not to, you know, walk into a fucking store with my fucking I, I don't I don't have like a fucking app open and watching a video as I walk through fucking Walmart or or, or playing my fucking music. Yeah, you know I mean, like you're in a place your fucking ringers off. You're not you just you just try not to burden other fucking people. You try not to get in other people's way. You just let them do their fucking thing. I just I hold more value over that type of thing than being sensitive to what someone might be mad about or some shit that you ain't got nothing to do with. So I mean that's just my views on things. I like to laugh, man, I, and I don't I don't like when it becomes like oh is, is that is, that's not funny that's that's racist and that's terrible and that's fucking we're beyond that and like oh, I'm not beyond laughing at anything, man. If it's funny, it's funny, and that, that that's you know. A, a black dude making fun of a white dude. That's a white dude making fun of a black dude. It's just, if we're all together in this, let's all fucking laugh. Let's all have a fucking good time. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you got a group of fucking friends and your one friend's got a big ass nose, y'all motherfuckers make fun of his nose. If this motherfucker's always wearing some bullshit shoes, you're always making fun of his fucking shoes. When it becomes the, now I can't say shit about that dude because he's this or he's that, well, then that's separation and that's not equality. Yeah, I mean, and and again, I mean, there's a difference between that and like a bullying and shit like that. Um, I think I did I say it before or whatever, but like what Michael Richards did was fucking racist. That dude came out of his 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 routine and just started yelling, <laughs> yelling fucking racial shit. Like the fucking racist came out of that dude mid set. Like he started getting heckled and he just came the fuck out. Again, I, st- I still watch Seinfeld like a motherfucker. I love Seinfeld. But, like, to me, like, the shit like that goes, and it's like, I, I, again, I take notice of things. Like, if I encountered Michael Richards in person, I'd be like, well, that motherfucker right there is racist. I don't got to boycott shit. I don't need it ripped off TV. I don't need to stop watching it. I don't need to fucking, you know, get, just fucking strap this guy to a boat and ship him out to sea because he said some fucked up shit. Like, I don't agree with what he said. I don't think it's right. Again, if I see the motherfucker, I'd be like, oh, see how I do right there? He's racist as shit. I mean, just take note and fucking keep it moving. The, our, our clock does not fucking tick forever. So that's just my opinion on shit. And, and uh, you know, it's just some of the some of the high roads that people are taking. It it, it draws such a hard line against comedy, uh, against uh, freedom of speech and expression, and, and beyond that, it's it's just the the freedom to laugh at shit, the freedom to the comedy for comedy to exist. It's just, it's just crazy the way it's turned. So that's that. Um, so there's a cop in uh wildwood that, that was punching this, this chick in the head. Uh, she was 20 years old. She had alcohol, uh, which is, uh, you know, a minor in Jersey, you know, uh, you have to be 21 to drink. So she had uh, alcoholic beverages on the beach, I guess not uh, opened. I guess they breathalyzed her. She, I guess, didn't come up positive, you know, didn't have uh, uh, alcohol levels. So I guess she didn't drink yet. Uh, The cop asked her for her name. She wouldn't give her a name. She wouldn't give her last name or whatever. And then I guess she tried to, like, push the dude and spit on the dude and all types of shit. So he goes to take her down and shit. And um, next thing you know, like, 
video of her him just punching her in the back of the fucking head, man. Like she's just little ass girl. Um now, you know, there there is different accounts that says this and that and the mayor came out and said some old wild shit. But um they they, they said, Oh, there's 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 uh pressure points that, that the police are trained to <laughs> you can't hit a motherfucker in the back of the head. That's a that's a death point. Like you, you can kill a motherfucker punching him in the back of the head and neck. Like that that's some that's not a pressure point. Like even even people were saying that, you know, I know police training and none of the pressure points uh exist in the skull. <laughs> it doesn't. And, and you know, obviously, you know, there's police brutality um in, in all walks of things. And he lost his fucking cool. She pushed him and spit on him whatever. He got pissed off. And he fucking went at her, and he did the wrong fucking thing, and he should be fired. The The other problem is the mayor. The mayor got on some shit where he's like, you know, no, that, that's that's what happens. And um, she should have gave her name. And then he said some shit that, like, he used one of those fucking words where he goes, you know, you wouldn't believe what the snowflakes are saying online, the offensive things that they're saying. I'm like, this fucking guy is calling people snowflakes. This This is that shit, man. This is that shit that, that the division that the the president and his, his supporters and, uh, you know, both sides, they, they have this crazy back and forth. They, I'm not a political dude, but you gotta, you gotta know that the wild shit and, and the division that people, people weren't back and forth with snowflake this and that when Obama was president. Like, get out of here with that, man. And, and it's like, it's the same thing where it's like, this is really offensive to this person. And on the other side, and they're calling people snowflakes on that side for being offended. But then they have some shit that they're really offended about. And they're calling those people snowflakes. And it's like, what the fuck with this snowflake shit? And that's like kind of calling a, the, the dude a faggot. You know what I mean? Snowflake? That, that's, that's like frail. That's like soft. You know what I mean? That, like a flake. You know what I mean? That, that, that's that's kind of what they're going at with that. So when the mayor is responding to the cop punching this girl in the back of the head and he's calling people snowflakes, I mean, it's, there's something wrong, man. Y'all need to fucking act a little bit more professional. That's what they, People talk about, I need to act. I don't need to act no type of professional, man. I'm just some fucking jerk off of the podcast from Jersey. You got motherfuckers who are mayors and presidents and, and, and are talking like me. That shit isn't right. You know? That just my opinion. That shit is wild as hell, man. Um, um, the GCW moved tournament survival to the Starland Ballroom. That is tomorrow. Uh, first off, the initial um event was slit uh, slated to happen in I don't even know what the fuck town that was. But they were calling it Slaughterhouse Farms. I'm pretty sure that's not the name of the fucking farm. They were doing that for, uh, you know, uh, effect as far as the uh, the Tournament of Survival was. And I, I could be wrong. Maybe that, that is legitimately the name of the place. I'm going to guess it's not. Um, so they were supposed to have it out there. And um, something happened. I guess authorities were called. And I guess things weren't on the up and up as far as them running a, a, an event there, I guess. The, the township didn't know um, the extent of what was going to go on. And um, 
of course, Brett and all those guys, you know, with this cop caller, shot caller thing, which we'll we'll get more into, um, are blaming it on DJ. DJ, yo. Know, and, uh, you know, Jonathan Stauffer, uh, he's a dude I've had uh, differences with in the past. So I've, I've explained on the show. And, you know, since then, we've, we've come to terms. And uh, he's, he said some very complimentary things about the show that I do and the show I was doing with Shaheen. And I appreciate those things. And he's been very nice to me. But he made a statement on uh, Facebook. And I don't have it up right here. But... Uh, I'll paraphrase, and I'll paraphrase using the word he invented. Um, suppose. S-O-P-O-S-E. He said, so I'm suppose. So, look, look. When you type those fucking words like that, in that same paragraph, please don't tell me or, or somebody else, I'm not stupid. Because you use a word that doesn't exist twice in the same paragraph. And now you're telling people you're not stupid. So look, I mean, it's one thing or the other. Either you know how to use the English language. And the little red line that's under your words you keep typing. You know that that's spelled correct. And if you press it, it'll help you out. Or you could keep typing wild ass shit. But then just leave out the part where you say you're not stupid because you might be if you're writing so pose. So I'm so posed to believe that some uh, town, some uh, concerned citizen uh, called the, the authorities on this event. Yeah, 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 John, John and everybody else out there who really believes this wild shit. Look, I don't know what DJ said. I don't know what he didn't do. But when you look at the flyer of Tournament of Survival, and it has some of the craziest-looking motherfuckers all over it, the craziest-looking motherfuckers you can find, Schlack, fucking, uh, who else they got? Um, fucking, uh, slipping out. Marcus Crane, fucking Nick Gage, right? You got this squad all over the fucking flyer looking crazy as shit. They're crazy as fucking pictures. Obviously, you're going to put it on the fucking thing to really sell it. Then you start press releasing a fucking pig roast. Like, that's how you wrote it. And I understand, like, for effect, it looks badass. It looks tough. A fucking ice cream truck. Like, that's how that's how y'all press Again, looks badass. And they got the ice cream truck looking like sweet tooth off of fucking twisted metal and shit. Yeah, I mean, it looks like some old evil shit. All oh, the fuckery. And then, like, you know, uh, you know, tailgate, bring your motherfucking beer, bitch. You know, <laughs> like, they're going overboard. Like, we'll fucking, we'll get fucked up. Like, you know, they're, they're really, like, putting out there, like, we're going to tear shit the fuck up. And it's going to be violence and blood and fucking alcohol and a fucking dead pig and fucking ice cream and then you think anybody from the age of 40 to fucking 80 who's not a wrestling fan sees that this is coming to their town isn't gonna go hey wait what's about to happen here these motherfuckers seem really riled up and uh, fuck i mean i don't know if i want that shit coming over here like yeah is it really beyond your belief you're not supposed to believe that. 
you can't suppose that that would be offensive to fucking some random ass person, some fucking 50 year old woman who has no idea what fucking like regular wrestling is, let alone death match tournament with a fucking motherfucking dead pig roast with the fucking ice cream on the side, motherfucker. Like, you don't think, like, that should startle any random fucking civilian? <laughs> Come on, guys. You know, I was a huge fan of the deathmatch scene and all of that shit, and I could roll with it and all of that, but, like, if you think that doesn't startle your average person, I used to find people when I was, you know, first started going to CZW and stuff, and, um, you know, early 2000s, and I would I was bringing, like, random fucking people. And most of the time it would be like people at work and I would just be like, yo, you need to see this crazy shit. Some people weren't even fucking wrestling fans, but I would show them fucking, you know, wife beater, Nick Gage, fucking, they said it couldn't be done. 200 fucking light tubes. And they were like, what the fuck, man? I need to see this shit is crazy. And and obviously I was only showing the people who I thought we were going to be down with it, but they were like blown the fuck away that this thing existed and the majority of them, like, these these guys are retarded. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? It was, like, the, the mission statement of the majority of people I show this shit to. What the fuck is wrong with these people? So, you know, um, in a whole area that you're going to find more people who are not down with it, also would like to know what the fuck is wrong with these people, and, and are a little bit startled about it coming to their town, I think you're so, so posed to believe that it's not widely acceptable behavior. I think you're supposed to believe that. So that that's just me. Now, as far as this, okay, the event's gonna be crazy. Look, let, let's just go into the the. They moved it to a place where Hillary Duff has played. Uh, the Starland Ballroom, um, and from what I've seen, people say is they don't allow tailgating on fucking concerts. Bruce Springsteen has played there. Uh, it used to be Hunkabunka years ago. And when it turned into the Starland Ballroom, the opening fucking uh, acts was like David Lee Roth and shit. Uh, I guess Sandy fucked it up. And when it, uh, when it came back in, I think, like 2003, I, I don't know what fucking year. Uh, whenever it came back from, you know, reconstruction or whatever, it came back up running. The opening acts for that was, uh, Chester Bennington and, um, and, um, Stone Temple Pilots. So, you know, like big fucking name acts have played there. Comedians, big comedians, uh, Hillary Duff, all of this shit, right? So, Tournament of Survival. I mean, it, it was so unheard of for GCW to be doing the things that they were doing in New Jersey at all. They had a building that was just down with it. Game Changer World was fine with Game Changer Wrestling and everything they do. Yo, this new cat I got, Leo, he is a cardboard fucking maniac. He's over here just like mauling cardboard box in my room right now. Just like, and he's just ripping chunks out of it and spitting it on my floor. Like, he doesn't want to eat it. He just wants to rip it off. He wants it to be off and on the floor. So anyway, I'm watching him as I'm saying this. Um... So it, it's it's fucking crazy. It, it's absolutely fucking crazy. It's tomorrow, and again, if some shit goes down, if they get shut down or they get in some kind of trouble, and like you're supposed to believe the DJ Hyde is the only person who could possibly have a problem with what you're doing. I mean, come on, guys, come on. You know, 
no one has to call anything. Like the Sayreville police are probably not going to be okay with some shit that has never, ever fucking ever happened in Sayreville before. I don't know if there's ever been a crazy fucking TLC match in Sayreville before, let alone a fucking deathmatch tournament. You're not talking about a main event that gets fucking violent. Like, you're talking about a deathmatch tournament indoors in New Jersey in the fucking Starland Ballroom. I wish you luck. I mean, it's crazy. But, um, on to this uh, cop caller, shot caller thing. It's retarded. You, you guys, you motherfuckers are not living by street code. Stop it. You got a bunch of these dirty, filthy fucking fans who are frail as fuck, man. Like, there, there's a few of these dudes who, you know, I, I have talked about it in the past on my show, people that I had problems with. And my sole reason for not beating the ever-loving shit out of those specific people was because I know they'll call the cops. Because I don't want to be arrested. There's not a chance in hell if I grabbed hold of these motherfuckers, it wouldn't end with them calling the cops. Stop with the fucking, I'm a shot caller. No, you're retarded. You're, you're completely fucking retarded. You're, you're running with a wrestler's gimmick as if it's your life. You're not about that shit. Let's, let's be honest. The majority of us, like, like if someone broke into my fucking house... You're not going to be like, lock and load, motherfucker, let me catch that mother. You're going to call the fucking cops. Any fucking responsible adult at this point is going to fucking do that. There's not many people living the code of the fucking streets. It's like, I ain't calling the cops for shit in life. I'm going to handle that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and, and it sounds good, you know, with what Nick Gage is doing and this and that. And look, the guy went to fucking prison for robbing a fucking bank in broad daylight because of his pill addiction. So if if you believe that someone's not going to call the cops, I believe that Nick Gage is not going to call the cops. He was in fucking prison for five years and within one year fucking violated probation and went back in for a year. I believe that that guy is not going to call the cops. Let's not fucking live into this fucking hype where all you little jerk-offs who are not built like that, who are not living that fucking life, and you should be proud that you're not living that fucking life. Like, if you walked around in the fucking streets where motherfuckers are living that life and just started screaming, I'll never call the cops. See how long it is before someone rips your wallet out of your fucking pocket and punches you in the face. Because you all motherfuckers are not built like that. This shit is fucking crazy for you to even walk that fucking... Like, what are you talking about? DJ's a cop caller. DJ's a cop caller. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And then they put out this fucking uh, uh, voicemail that DJ left on, I guess, the fucking little artsy uh, homo kid who makes the little videos for, for Joey and GCW when he was doing the thing for CCW to Giancarlo or whatever his little fruity name is. That dude. That dude. He's not, he's a shot caller. He's not a cop. Really? Really? Let's, 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 let's go to the fucking DJ versus that. If DJ Hyde's big goofy ass grabbed hold of little Giancarlo and there was no one there to fucking defend him, one-on-one, he grabbed a fucking hold of Giancarlo and started punching him in the face. Giancarlo is not calling shots. He's calling cops. Cut, cut it the fuck out. Stop with the bullshit. 
motherfuckers, like, and that call right there was because he fucking allowed someone to walk into his fucking event and fucking just fucking shit on their event. Cage of death happened. Motherfuckers walked in the front door, got in the ring, said that the fucking event wasn't shit, advertised their fucking event at that event. Like, if dude was, like, all about the fucking, like, all about all of that, he could have pressed charges on Nick fucking Gage and Brett Lauderdale. Easily pressed charges on that shit. Because it's trespassing. You can't just hop the fucking guard. If you're not booked and this and that, and supposedly the cops were called and this and that, but, like, if you're not part of the event, if there was no okay by the promoter, by the owner, by any of that shit, you could have fucking followed through press charges. You could have. Definitely. So, so I, I don't know about all of this. Oh, he's all about the cops. Like, come on, man. This this is the same motherfucker that when they did the first uh, Nick Gage Invitational when Nick was back in fucking prison because he violated his shit. And they did the fucking successful event, ran the whole fucking event, main event, crazy fucking show, amazing fucking deathmatch tournament. And the fucking guy gets on the mic, Danny gets on the mic after the fucking thing. Yeah. DJ tried to have this shut down. Uh, okay. Really? So he tried to have it shut down completely unsuccessfully. Obviously it's a bunch of shit that wasn't allowed to be happening. That didn't happen. They fucking, they, they continue to run GCW shows doing BJ, BJW level fucking death matches indoors for fucking years for what? Fucking two years. They ran over there doing like, BJW shows indoors in Jersey. Completely unheard of shit. No one fucking shut anything down. But DJ's shutting everything. Come on, man. Guys, just do what the fuck you're doing and understand it. Like, you're doing wild shit that nobody else is doing. Not because they just chose not to. This shit wasn't allowed in New Jersey. I know, you you know, it, it, it's it's great shit to just be like, yo, fuck DJ. I, believe me, uh, like, I don't like half the shit that DJ did. And I think the formula that GCW is doing is fucking great. Because they're, they're just going in and giving the fans what fucking DJ has deprived the fans of for years. So many things that were laid, the foundation that was laid by CZW, the original CZW, what CZW was. And, and some of this shit they're taking to another level. They're doing crazy BJW level death matches indoors in New Jersey. It's unheard of. Unfucking heard of. Um so yeah. But as far as the shot caller coming, you guys are running around. I'm a shot caller. Like you, you guys do not sound like normal um heterosexual males. A big fucking groups of dudes yelling, I'm a shot caller, you're a cop caller. Like, stop it. Stop, man. Y'all sounding crazy as fuck out there. Just, could you just go enjoy your motherfucking shit? Is this... So, I don't know. CCW put out some statement. I guess GCW put out some old bullshit statement of, uh... I didn't even read it. I asked Shaheen to send it to me. He didn't. But, uh, I guess they put out some... We're trying to squash the beef. Get out of here. You guys, like, there's supposedly uh, t-shirts that are being printed. And I don't know if it's just from... Stoffer suppose supposed to print them on his own or if it's a like a GCW sponsored thing but there's like fuck DJ shirts they're making and stuff like that. you're not trying to squash any beef it's gonna be like the fuck DJ show 
Who cares? Who gives a fuck? They hate each other. Who, who gives a shit? But, like, the cop caller thing, like, there, there's fucking four of you that are living that life. And Nick Gage is one of them. Brett Lauderdale is not another one of them. Brett Lauderdale has called the cops many of times. How many wrestlers have punched Brett Lauderdale? Like, outside of the ring, in the back, and shit like that. And there was altercations and cops and all of that. And fucking Sammy and this one and that one. And come on, come on, stop it already. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Let me go to my Facebook where I asked the different things that people... Uh, where is that thing? Uh, let me see. I lost my fucking place. Some of the stuff I, you know, I covered it, but, uh, all right, let me see. Uh, Schlack's injury and how will it affect his performance at TOS? He's fucking mental. Uh, Schlack is, is a crazy bad motherfucker. So, um, how it'll affect his performance? I don't know. I wouldn't expect him to go past the first round with that crazy injury. He was just on crutches. Um, but he's Schlack, man. I mean, yeah, this is major shit to him. You know, this, this is what he fucking, this is what he lives for. You know, death matches, death match tournaments. This guy is fucking built for that. Despite DJ calling him green and this and that, this guy is a super, superstar at what he's doing. So only time will tell what Schlack will bring to the table because he's he's not your average guy. Lack of Zandig hyper talk for the Zandig presents TOS. Yes, indeed. Uh, very strange. I, I don't know. I don't know if Zandig will actually be there. Uh, and especially following what just happened, you know, I know he had been close with Rebel for a lot of years. Uh, the next day, for him to be at a at an event that he hasn't spoken or shown face about, I, your guess is as good as mine. If I had to guess, I'd be surprised if he was there. Um, uh, chances of Marcus Crane dying at TOS? There's always a high chance of Marcus Crane dying. He even responded. As fucked up as his body is, uh, from now, now from the past month, death is welcome. Um, and then who's my prediction? My prediction is Marcus Crane. My prediction is Marcus Crane wins this tournament. He deserves it. He's been fucking out there dying for GCW. He's been an absolute all-star. And, um, for him to go out there and win this fucking tournament, I think would be awesome. I think that that'd be very fitting. Uh, you know, he's going to give insane performances from fucking start to finish. And uh, if anyone deserves to win the fucking tournament, it, it's Marcus Crane. No question. Um, uh, Greg Excellent wants to know, how much is too much when it comes to deathmatch wrestling? Um, which I, I did kind of talk about this last week. But I, I just want to say, look, we'll go back into it, take a little bit of a different route. Um there, there really is a no too much. Um, the, the thing is, is the bar has continuously been raised. You can't go backwards. When they went backwards at uh, CZW and they did a uh, bullshit weed whacker at Cage of Death, I hated it. Fucking hated it. We've seen uh, an actual weed whacker rip flesh in a CZW ring multiple times. So you can't go backwards and then dumb it down and insult the fans and go, well, that's kind of a weed whacker, isn't it? Like, mm, stop it. Um, 
Now, I mean, there's there's multiple ways to go about this shit. This is why, like, a guy like Masada is one of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the business. Because Masada would do something that was so simple and so shocking. See, shock and awe is kind of what builds deathmatch wrestling. Uh, the thing that pops the fans is some shit that they haven't seen before. is crazier than the shit they saw before. And it's so hard to top that without doing something crazier. Now, if there was a 200 light tube match before, one way to top that is to make it 400 light tubes. But when you look at some of the methods that Masada has used, he would take a chair, open it up, and then take another chair, put it on top. This chair was facing with the fucking legs up. Now he's going to do a fucking scoop slam on that shit, but dude, the fucking legs are sticking up. That's crazy. That's got fucking fans' eyes wide open, and it's something as simple as just flipping the chair in the other direction and doing it in a way where, you know, a guy's fucking ribs don't get broken, but the fans are like, holy fucking shit, this this guy's going to do it the other way. So there's things like that. You know, there's wise ways to do things, and shocking and crowd-pleasing ways to do things, or you can keep just upping the ante and, you know, GCW's doing some of those things, the pigeon spikes and the this and the that. So it's to each their own with that. Um, as far as individual spots, again, it goes right back to that type of thing, your creativity. Do you go creativity as far as, like, legitimate death risk, or do you go creativity as far as, like, I've never seen that before, that's fucking nuts. I mean, there's a million wrestling moves. We've probably only seen 20 into dangerous shit. You know, for the most part, it's, it's a lot of the same things. Your, your standard suplexes, your power bombs, your back body drops, your, um, you know, Irish whip into the corner into some shit. You know, there, there's different, there's a couple different variations. And I mean, I'm sure 20 is, is a way low number, but I'm just saying in general, we've seen way less than the full amount of, uh, you know, moves and possibilities into dangerous shit. So I think some of those things. Um, GCW, I feel, has gone too far. And I've said this before, because in a lot of senses, they're doing shows that are the equivalent of deathmatch tournaments, but they're just normal shows. Five deathmatches on a show. I think that's overkill. I think it overshadows a lot of their deathmatches. I think it, um, it it's it's just overkill. You're shitting on some of your own product because it's just it's so much packed into one show that you can't you can't top what you just saw. So um, I mean that's just my opinion on as far as going too far and stuff like that. Um, Deathmatch wrestling is always going to be about shock and awe. So exactly what are we going to do as far as shock and awe? Um, the cancellation of the ICW show. I don't really know much about it, the reason behind it, or anything like that. Um, I think they've had some controversy there in the past, but um, I don't know too, too much about it. Um, I think that's about all I got. Um, check out the Hot Tag Podcast. Uh, uh, Doobie asked again about uh, J.R. Smith. And, you know, I already said about J.R. Smith. I, I don't like J.R. Smith at all. Um, he caught he, – he fucking completely slid on the vehicular homicide over about a half hour away from my house in Lakewood. And um, – he did some shit where, like, uh, there's another car at a stop sign, and he went around that car at the stop sign and, like, fucking T-boned some motherfucker in a road, some shit like that, where somebody died, like, someone straight up died. 
and he, he just completely skated on that. Like, he's a knucklehead. He's, he's not a smart dude. Um, he's not a clutch guy as far as a basketball player goes. Like, more times than not, he fucks shit up than he, than he helps. He has some streaks that are pretty good, but more times than not, he's a fucking harm, not a, not a help. I can only hope he comes through and helps this fucking team win. I want nothing more than to fucking have this uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team uh, shock the world and beat the fucking Golden State Warriors. So uh, that's that. Uh, shout out to uh, the Hot Tag Podcast. Uh, Jeremy back running with the I got your five stars. I, I mean, uh, look it up. It's It's on something. He did a show or something. It's on something. I, I don't have the. Uh, I don't watch wrestling, so it's a it's a show about wrestling. So there's only so much that's gonna draw me in. It's gotta be easy for me to to get real quick. But it's on, I believe, Stitcher. And uh, you know things of that nature. It's gonna be on iTunes soon. He's got a dope graphic up with uh, Whack Packer Hogan's picture, which is awesome. Uh, any tribute to him is is great. But speaking of, um, H2O is. Uh, Securing the uh, old Kevin Memorial, Kevin Hogan Memorial Hall as their their monthly venue, and they're going monthly starting in the fall. I think uh, H2O is going to have a big impact on the uh, East Coast scene over here. CCW is really falling by the wayside. Jersey All Pro doesn't really exist anymore. Um, this really leaves an avenue for someone to really uh, pick the ball up and run with it. GCW is doing their own thing. They're always going to have a uh, as long as they're able to get away with it, they're going to um, really have, have a, a fucking lock on that deathmatch hardcore scene and, um, you know, some of the other stuff that they're doing over there. But um, Matt Tremont's booking some really good shit over there, you know? And, uh, you know, he's bringing in some good talent and uh, doing some really unique shit with it. And if they're running monthly, it's really going to draw a lot more of attention to the product and I think uh, he'll be able to do some really big things as far as building angles and doing things like that. So, um, yeah, good shit on their end. Um, what else? Check out Shaheen um, doing his, his graphic design thing over there, Hostile City Graphics. Uh, hit him up. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, like I said, check Jeremy out. Check the Hot Tag Podcast out. I think that's fucking all I got. Uh, go Cavs. I hope by the next time I talk to you motherfuckers, um, the Cavs will, will be up in the series. Tied, up I think up in the series, because if Sunday is the next game, I'm not sure when the next one is after that. I think they're doing two days rest, maybe three if they have to switch over. Um, I don't know. Uh, I just hope they're at least tied. I hope they catch this next win in Golden State. They really had that shit in the palm of their hands. JR fucked it up, but that charge fucked it up too. Reversing a charge call was bullshit, bullshit, because the only thing they should have been reviewing was uh, position, and he was not in a restricted area. It should have been labeled a charge. That was the fucking tie turner right there, and, and, you know, they're already up to getting the fucking ball back, you know, under a minute. Come on, man. They had a lot of opportunities there, and it wasn't really the Cavs that blew it until overtime. Once overtime hit, Cavs, you know, ran out of steam, and Golden State is Golden State. Once they start fucking hitting, man, you, you watch out, man. They they got some of the best shooters in the history of the fucking game. So I can't stand the motherfuckers, but they do. Uh, so yeah, that's about all I got. Talk to y'all motherfuckers next week.
If y'all still listening, you know, what can I tell you? Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rain again. I'm tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. All right. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.